Hi. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Drunk Tank. This is Bernie Burns. Jeff Ramsey. Gus Sarola. Joel Hayman. Dr. Pussy Magnet. Welcome to the Risky Podcast. I was scared as hell. Theme song stole my intro. Let's all be miserable. Fantastic. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Boom, boom, hey. boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> How you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everyone's super high energy today. Woo. I'm doing great. Hey. We got Bernie, Jeff, and Griffin in here with me, Hi. Gus. How you guys doing? Great. Doing great, Gus. Good. I'm I know super I high energy. Right. I just heard that I was, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. So, uh, Jeff and Griffin, you guys have been playing Fable 3. That just came out, right? Yes. How yes, you, we have. How was that affecting your home life? Um, well, I feel back. I've got a friend in town right now, and I was like, I'm sorry. I know I haven't seen you in 10 years, but I have to play Fable 3. I don't understand. <laughs> Just sit there quietly and don't distract me. I'll tell you how it's affecting our home life. My wife doesn't fucking fast travel, and it drives me crazy. Oh, whatever. I'm just taking it in the side. I do forget to fast travel sometimes. <laughs> and then she'll get, I should be like, Are you all playing like, co-op? You just, you just turn it in the mission. Not yet. No, not yet. You just turn it in the mission. Just fast travel back to Brightwater bright or Brightwater. And uh, my problem a- with my husband is that he will not let me just play the fucking game. He'll walk in the room like, Oh, well, you know, you could do this. Oh, this is over here. This is if over here. This is over listen, here. Dude. You should just do this first and it's like all right you i'm know. playing part of the fun of playing a game especially a game like that is figuring it out uh, and you, mm, me just going and like sword fighting while you tell me what to do is no fun listen if you're next to a silver key i'm gonna tell you there's a silver no key i in appreciate area. that but it's like that's not all you tell me that's, that's not where ev- it's, that's not where it ends you're right i'm sorry i see you running through the snow for an hour going man it takes a long time to get to <laughs> the mercenary camp back to bright wall and i go uh you could fast travel and you go i know i can fast travel and then you go mm, i'm gonna fast travel <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Last night, I was trying to get the story, and like, because I'm actually interested in the story. I'm trying to read, I'm reading um, Fable and the Valverine Valver- Valver- Order. Hey, don't smack the. I'm going to smack that table. I don't even tell me what to do. All right. Um, so I've been, tr- I've been trying to. What is that, first get- of all? <laughs> it's, the, oh. it's a novel. Yeah. So it's just novel. like, I'm really, I really like this game, and I'm trying to like learn, you know, everything about it, and actually pay attention to the story this time, and not just get into like the char- like playing with the characters, whatever. So. Don't hit the table. Sorry, it's just in my way. I'm over my hands. Um, so Joel I've been Jr. I've been trying to pay attention to the game, but you like someone of our friends dropped by last night. We already have the friend from in town, and then you decided that the TV was distracting, even though I kind of reserved the television to play the game. And you turn it down, and you stand in front of the television, and of course I don't know the story. So then when I when I don't realize that I'm done with my mission because I I fought some guys and I'm suddenly following my little shiny trail back somewhere. It's not really my fault. Right? Listen, dude, if you don't, if you want to pay attention to the story, don't invite half of Austin over to our invite, house. I didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, no, uh, it's yeah. just bad timing. Uh huh. I just really like this game. Great game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really good game. I just want to point out, though, if you're reading a novel based on a video game. You're not required to tell people that. You can, <laughs> you can just keep that to yourself if you want to. <laughs> not one of those things you have to share. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to meet all the the real fans. There you go. You're, in, you're getting into the expanded universe. Yes. Is there any tie-in, like gameplay-wise, between the novel and the game? Like, do you get like a special something in the game? Yeah, if you, you buy the book. You get like a code for a weapon. Yes, yeah, I haven't sword. used it yet, um, and I actually haven't gotten that far in the book, so no, nobody spoil anything for Is me. Is that okay? what you meant, Gus? That you get a digital download code? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get <laughs> some intangible other item. <laughs> So you you actually get a DLC code for reading the book? Yeah, yeah. It's in the middle of the book. It's an insert. Really? Really? Yeah. Now you want that book, right? <laughs> it's too yeah. bad. It's not like they didn't have they, the author wasn't forced to integrate 
the code into it, like the words in like the book. Like hide it so you actually have to it's read like it. Like the sorcerer cast his spell. Y X C eight R F. I guess yeah. But just if people went and found that at a bookstore, could they just steal the code and then not get the book, and that person who buys that book is screwed? Typically, those codes you have to pull off a little piece to reveal oh. it or scratch yeah. it off. Yeah, it's this one it's a scratch off. Yeah, I haven't used it yet. You're right, Bernie. By the way, Gus, I uh, did the because I pre-ordered the game. I have the ability to create my own unique villager that's imported into the game, and I created you. Nice. And uh, awesome. they put you through a personality test where you try to answer, like, try, try to create Gus. And so I answered as truthfully as I could to all of them. I ran into you in the game yesterday, and you literally said, hey, what's up? I'm Gus the Villager. I would like you to kill my boss for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at the bar if you need to. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's definitely Gus. So that's awesome. I have opted not to kill your boss. My, my wife also did the same thing. She made me in Fable 3, she, except uh, she called me Gustash. <laughs> do you have a gustache? I have a gustache, I guess. Do do they actually can, when you create the characters? Can they actually look like? Does it look like Gus? You get like five or six faces you can pick from. Oh, okay. When you showed me, he had no face because there was some kind of glitch, and it was just like yeah, a, it doesn't work very well in Safari. Like a, some side like sideburns and a hat and yeah, sideburns and a hat. That's what I think of Gus. <laughs> that, no that, face. Yeah, sideburns. that's about it. Yeah, that uh, that that village creator creator tool is pretty cool. Except you're right, it definitely uh, had trouble working in Safari. Yeah. But it's a cool idea. Yeah. Although I do feel like in the first day I played Fable, between like all the different codes and like those kind of things you get, I felt like I spent the first 45 minutes I played Fable just entering in codes, no, redeeming codes. Yeah. I haven't even played Fable yet, and I feel like I spent half an hour putting codes in. Yeah. Like there was a code for pre-ordering. There was a code for the villager. There was another code to download a free weapons pack. Then the, yeah, then there was a there were and like if you buy the special edition, there's two codes inside the special edition, and then there's the book code, and it's like. It's like when Viva Pinata 2 came out, and they had all those, uh, do you remember those scannable cards? Yeah. And they were like, every time you turned around, there was a new, there was like a thousand new scannable cards. Yeah, that you could print out, and then yeah. you take a, you take a you picture with the game. Yeah, you scan yeah, it you with, the it with the camera, the Xbox here. camera, right? Yeah. yeah. Xbox Live Vision. You know, you guys were talking about, you made a joke about in the novelization of Fable that the guy would have a spell combination that you could use in the game. Right. Viva Pinata actually did that. They had a show that went along with Viva Pinata, a, a 3D animated cartoon show, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And they would do things on the show, and if you replicated them in the game, you would get the result from the show. Like, they were pre-embedded in the game. You know, I watched that show, and I don't remember that. That's cool. Yeah, I never well, picked up on it. Like, if you if you fed, uh, you know... Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Or uh, Mulganberry, or whatever the hell. I can't even think of the fruits from, <laughs> uh, from a monkey nut tree or whatever. Then it would turn a certain color, and then if, sure enough, if you tried it, it was a big deal to find out, like, what foods change certain animals different colors. Right. Jeff and I, have played, <laughs> we played a lot of Viva Pinata. Thousand-pointed, both of those two games. Yep. That's a, that's a tremendous undertaking. That is no joke, thousand-pointed Viva Pinata 2. It requires a spreadsheet. It requires, yeah, we, we've heard about like, spreadsheet. four spreadsheets. <laughs> it's also just actually a pretty stressful game with all of the um, the pests and stuff. Oh, and, like, God, um, dude, don't even get me started on a pest. Like, what was that? No, you, can get of, pest you, you can get rid of most of them, though. Yeah, but then Eventually. you can't. You can't totally. It helps if you have a uh, like dragosaur, dragon. What was it called? The dragon that would scare off. Because the one dude, Professor Pester, you can't get like rid a of. dragonfly or something, right? No, what was no, it? No, it had a different name. It wasn't dragon. 
forget what it's called. Yeah, it was something else. And then there was also a rhino that would boot him the fuck out if you had a special rhino. That was the Limosaurus. Yeah. That was uh, your favorite, right? You bring Dragonash. that Dragonash. Dragonash. Uh, the Dragonash and the Limosaurus would do most of your work for you. The Dragonash you got by digging up, like, f- getting miners in there and digging up and finding an egg. Right? Yeah, right, and then you have to hatch it in a certain way. And then you have to rescue the miners, and it's a whole ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> cost a million dollars. cost a million gold coins you gotta for a miner. get fucking sunglasses for them when they come out. Dragonash's yeah. mistress shows up. Now, <laughs> all the animals in Viva Pinata are supposed to sound like some kind of candy. Yes. And they that got a little thin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, the Limosaurus really doesn't... Sound much like rhinoceros, like the ostrich at the end. Like you could call it the lemonoceros. <laughs> but the uh, what is dragon ash? What is that supposed to be? Like dragon H? Dragon H? I don't know. It's probably some European candy we're not familiar with. Dragon H? Dragon H? No, no idea. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't I know what that's supposed to be. So what was that fruit that supposedly stinks? And, durian. Uh, durian, the durian fruit. We, <laughs> Gus and I have actually. Or, you. It was you. It was both. It was us. Us. Yeah, we've been to hotels where they have signs up in the lobby saying you can't eat those fruits. Yeah, no durian fruit allowed in this hotel. What are you guys never, talking about? Never heard about? Hey, that. remember that shitty hotel you booked us in in Toronto where we thought we were going <laughs> to die? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't allow durian fruit. Oh. So this is a durian. I'm going to show you a picture of it, and if Gus, I'm sure we'll put a link in the link up. But essentially, it's like a, um. Oh yeah, they're at the grocery store. It's like a spiky ball. Well, apparently, if you cut them open, they smell like death. Oh really? Yeah, they smell terrible. And then they taste apparently horrible too. But then once you get used to it, it's awesome. <laughs> have, they, you, uh, have you ever had one? They're always bragging about them yeah. at Central Market and Whole Foods. Well, go get one. I'm fucking. I oh, it looks know. fucking disgusting. I just looked at one cut open. So it's like it, oh, it looks like an alien, or it has a like custard in it, or something. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty gross looking. Yeah. and you can't eat one in the hotel that Jeff booked us in, in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So that, so that hotel had one thing going for it. It's yeah. what we're getting at. You know what else you can't do at that hotel? Get an ambulance when you get hit by a car. Because <laughs> we heard that guy get hit by that car, and we never, we never saw an ambulance show up. Was he like Will Ferrell in the in the Austin Powers movie? He just laid on the ground and begged for help for three days. <laughs> it's Universal Healthcare, so maybe like. Everyone's required to take him themselves. Like, if you see an accident, you have to put the guy in your car. Everyone had to contribute a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we'll get, we get enough, it'll help. There's a Band-Aid and aspirin. <laughs> I need 50 cc's of poutine stat. <laughs> you know, getting what you were saying about an aspirin and Band-Aids, um, I was in Germany once I had to get a wisdom tooth pulled, and they had, um, like, it, it was, like, um, socialized healthcare or whatever. So I went in, and they... The guy just walks in. He, like, bef- doesn't even say hi to me. He, like, sticks a needle in my gum or whatever and rips my tooth out within, like, a two-minute period. Like, he was just, like... So he was efficient. Germ- he's very, German efficiency. Very German and very efficient. Rips my tooth out. Fucking hurts. And it's a really traumatic experience. And I had never been afraid of the dentist until then. Um, and then he, gave, he gives me two pills and he says, if it hurts, uh, take an aspirin. <laughs> and my face got so swollen of it. And in the U.S., I came and I got the rest of them pulled because that one was the problem. Um, so I had them pulled, and they were like, here, here's some, some nitrous oxide. Uh, we can get you Vicodin. Anything else you need, just let us know. If you want, I can put you under. And I'm like, no, that's probably not necessary. But it was pretty crazy, just like, so, what a difference. So the Germans were cold and efficient to you. Yeah. yeah how, how, man, surprising. That's, that's, no, that's really. so it's not fine. their reputation. I mean, I'm okay with cold and efficient because I get that, but when you have somebody in your mouth ripping out your teeth, <laughs> you kind of want a little bit of a bedside manner. I hope somebody can sing, can uh, 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 what do you call it when you I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know. Isolate that part when you have somebody in your mouth and turn that into a song. <laughs> that's it. I know I know we're going to get a million of them now. A million when you have somebody in your mouth songs. <laughs> I can, give, I can give another perspective of the American version of wisdom teeth being taken out. 
I, I was in college, or, or just out of college, and I really couldn't afford to have any dental work done. Oh, no. So I went to one of those experimental places where they would give you some kind of new pain medication while they pulled your teeth out. And you might have been in the control group, which was no pain medication. Yeah. Oh, you, my God. Yeah, placebo. Yeah, placebo. Actually, like, here's a sugar pill. Let me rip out your teeth. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you could, you could like, essentially pull the eject cord and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Because that was part of the test, like, saying this does – they were testing the uh, effectiveness of this pain medication. I don't think that I don't think the control control group should be no medicine should be like standard medicine right like not just know. none like no, okay I'm, this I'm is sure, better than I'm nothing. sure there's I'm sure there's different groups I'm sure they have the new drug the normal drug and the sugar pill oh man and you don't know which one you're getting I know they're testing have- the effects of uh, you know the power of thought oh. if you think you're if you think you're taking medicine maybe you won't hurt. I yeah. think the control group should have been that they don't pull out your teeth. Yeah. It's like go in there and tap around for a second and go, all done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you get to sit in a chair and watch TV for uh, six hours under a blanket. I got to watch a guy hit my face with what looked like a big brick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they were testing, like new tooth removal techniques. <laughs> I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was 14. They put me under. I don't remember any of it. It was a totally painless experience. I would not let anyone put me under for anything whatsoever. Oh, it's a really? Best. Never. It's I've never been not, I've never lost consciousness. And I, I would not do it. You almost did that one time the pipe fell on your head. Yeah, when Jeff <laughs> almost brained me, yeah. There's been a couple times I've come close. Just, you know, like almost fainted or something uh, like that. You ever fainted, anybody? I, I got really uh, close once. I came close. Uh, I don't I got put under for so. a tonsillectomy once. You said you passed out during when you had your kid, right? Oh, Dad, I guess I can't tell if I passed out or fell asleep, but when I was uh, between contractions, like I would be screaming, screaming, Do people screaming. snore when they're passed out? Uh, I guess yeah. I must have been sleeping, but uh, yeah, like yeah. I, I had contractions. I'd be like screaming like crazy, and then the moment the contraction was over, apparently I would just pass out, and then I'd wake up for the next one. I got heat stroke in Kuwait once, and I kind of got woozy and had to sit down. <laughs> I was about the closest stuff come. Have I ever told you that I was born without wisdom teeth? Really? Yeah, I'm I'm more evolved than you savages. What does that say about you? It says I'm fucking How does from that the make future. You more evolved than us. I lost. I mean, lost that shit. I don't need anymore. You guys just, are like cavemen. Dude, fucking you, you your teeth up, are gonna fall out, and the new ones are gonna come in. You grew up next to a radioactive river. Yeah, that, I think it might that have more true. to do with that. I, I did grow up next to a radioactive river. You also have a tail. <laughs> have you ever met anybody who has a second set of teeth, like a shark? Uh, oh yeah, like in school, the ones that didn't fall out. No, and then the others would come up on top, and it was kind of creepy. I knew a lady that had too many teeth, and they were tiny, like daggers. Too many teeth? Yeah, she had more teeth. Really? Yeah, it's just creepy. That sounds way creepy. I didn't like her. <laughs> she fucked me over, and I had to go to Panama for her because well, that's a long story. <laughs> what? That is an army thing. <laughs> okay, I, I, I was. It was not my turn to go on uh, on deployment, and she screwed me over. You and just I got had to back go. from somewhere, right? I just got back from three months in Kuwait. Yeah, I mean, I had, I was back three days, and I walked into work, and my my boss literally goes, "Here's a handgun." I hope you didn't unpack yet. You're leaving for Kuwait in two hours. Or, Panama. or for Panama in two hours. And I was like, it's December 14th. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, no. That's your, not going to Your mom was pretty upset because that was right about Christmas, right? I, so I got a funny story about that. So I had to call my mom. I my son was going to Panama. <laughs> I had to call my mom and tell her that I wasn't going to be home for Christmas. And my boss made me do it in front of him. And he, it was a secret mission. Like I'm doing with the quotes, secret mission. And so I uh, I was not allowed to tell her where I was going, which when you're 18 and you call your mom, you know, a week before Christmas, when she expects you home in two days and you go, hey, I'm not coming home. I'm being deployed to a third world country. I'm not allowed to tell you where I'm going. Uh, so I was so pissed off when I said, uh, I said, uh, mom, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. I'm not going to be home for Christmas. Uh, I've been deployed to a third world country. I'm not allowed to tell you where I'm going, but I will say it rhymes with Manama. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
It was probably the closest I've ever come to insubordination in the military. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that that's the. I didn't get in any did. trouble. My boss just shook his head and like put his. You know, his it seems like almost every week you have a story yeah. where you almost got kicked out of the army, <laughs> or you almost got your pay docked, or. You, or when you, you told court martial, didn't you tell I, a general once that you didn't, you weren't doing anything, and you watched movies all day or whatever? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too honest. <laughs> I just want to point out something, and you go back and verify this, but I'm pretty sure Jeff just called his CO his wife. What? Did he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> I, I, I didn't catch that. We'll have to, we'll have to listen. I don't know about this that. This is where one. we'll insert the rewind. So. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> we had someone. You know, I don't remember last week we talked about. Um, Songs that people commit suicide to. It was a great start to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And uh, we, actually, we actually had a, uh, <laughs> an outside expert contact us and uh, give us some insight. I guess it's someone who's a, a funeral director. This expert did come from the internet. I want to point that out. <laughs> from the internet. Told Is us that. Somebody uh, on the website? Uh, I don't know if he's on the website. He listens to the I podcast. Think he called in and left a message, actually. I wasn't going to say that because I want people calling in. But oh. uh, <laughs> he, uh, he let us know, I guess, that a few years back, the most popular song for that was Adam's Song by Blink-182. Which, Isn't that ironic? Which seems really stupid to me. Why? What's the song about? Because the song's about uh, a kid who killed himself and how you shouldn't kill yourself. Yeah, it's a song talking about how you should It's like an anti-kill yourself song. That's like, I don't know, it's not creative if you're do- killing yourself or a song about killing. I don't know. I feel like you should be a little wackier with it's it. It's a little cliche, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it's for the better then, the fucking unoriginal people. Get rid of them. <laughs> not to dwell on suicide, but one thing I've noticed about people that I've known in the past and didn't know very not well. Not to dwell on suicide. But not, people, I didn't, I don't, I've never been close to anyone who's committed suicide, but I've, I've known people like in high school and then later. And one thing that always comes up, they always, like the ones the people that I knew, they always like arrange for gifts to arrive after they died. Like almost like unfinished business, like somebody was nice to them. And it was yeah. weird too. Like we had, a, we had a potato masher sent to us from a girl who committed suicide. He had stayed with us for like a day. It was like. It's true. It was sad. Our friend's girlfriend. You know, Gus and I actually had a friend at uh, the old tech support company we worked with who, uh, that's a pretty common, like well-known thing. And uh, she gave me a chair and Gus something and she was giving away a bunch of stuff oh, yeah. on, uh, to just all the employees. And Gus and I were convinced she was going to commit suicide <laughs> for like two days. Turned out she was moving and didn't have room for all of this stuff. But like I was really worried. That that she was gonna uh, commit suicide for a couple days because she was kind of unique anyway. Yeah, you know. So I forgot about that. Did, funny. did not commit suicide, and I got a chair. Out as of far it. as we know, <laughs> she moved <laughs> to another city plane <laughs> of existence. What do you think is the closest you've ever come to dying? <sighs> oh God, I don't know. I did a lot of dumb stuff. Um, I probably wouldn't even know. You know, like I could have been like. A minute, like a minute behind an a- or in front of an accident, and have never known it. Or like you got delayed. Yeah. You know, and yeah. What about you, man? I got a couple motorcycle wrecks as a kid that I probably should have died in. I had a diving accident where I broke my leg. And oh I, yeah. I almost dove instead of jumping in the water, but the last minute I thought ah, maybe I should jump instead of diving. Had I dove into that water, I probably would have died or been paralyzed forever, which would have sucked. But I was thinking about this the other day. It, 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 I had a weird thought that. What, that maybe I died during one of my accidents where I thought, oh, wow, you know, I hit my head. or I, There's literally one time where I flew over the handlebars of a motorcycle and landed. I was wearing a baseball cap and that little steel bolt in the top of the cap, like, dug and put a, oh, oh, put a dent in the top of my skull. So I, that, I landed on the top of my head. Oh, man. Is that dent still there? Do you still have, like, a baseball mark? I got a really lumpy head. I don't think that's there, no. I, uh, I also one time laid my motorcycle down, and <laughs> through some weird, you know, circumstance of physics – the gas cap popped off and covered me in gasoline. Wow. Headed head tone gas. Wow. Oh, that's, that's like a break.com video waiting to happen. And the mic, and the, the bike was still running when this happened. Oh, so. man. Anyway, I had a weird thought that, like, what if my brain just filled in 
the rest of this stuff. There's got to be a, like a movie about that. Like you're in a coma somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of movies. Like this like is that. like Six Sense, it's except like you just go to sense. work every day, and that's the twist. Well, like what if you woke up and it's like you then or you're, like Jacob's Ladder kind of thing. You're 18 and you've lived like you know you you live a whole life. You die as an old man and you come out of your coma. And you're 18, you know, and you have a totally different life again. Or like that Star Trek episode it's, with Picard. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah, it's almost yeah, it's almost like uh, Inception as well, where you're stuck in the void and all this time has passed, but it really hasn't passed in your for your real body. Right. I had a moment where I thought I was dead for about 15 seconds. Um, I've had that. Where I, I, w- I used to show up to play with my friends late because my mom had a list of chores for me to do every day. And so I would invariably get to where my friends were hanging out after school, and they would be standing around, and I'd be like, what are you guys doing? And they would go, oh, we all just did X. You should try it. And I would go, oh, it seems dangerous. And they go, no, 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 we already did it. It's fine. And uh, one day I showed up. My friends were standing next to a quarter pipe that we'd made for skating. It was about six feet tall. It had two feet of vert. And uh, I was like 10. And my, they were all standing around it on their bicycles. And I go, what are you guys doing? They go, oh, uh, we were, uh, we just all jumped this uh, quarter pipe. And I was like, wow, that seems really dangerous. Are you guys going to do it again? And they're like, no, man, we already did it. We proved it. You're the only one that hasn't done it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And they're like, no, trust us, we did it. It was awesome. It was really fun. And uh, I was like, shit, I guess if you guys did it. And they were like, get a, get a, get a, you got to be going fast. And so. Uh, Your friends are assholes, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and so awesome. I turned around. I drove all the way down the street, like a half mile rode as fast as I could, hit the <laughs> ramp, went straight up in the air. I must have gone like seven, eight feet in the air. Just barely cleared it, hit the ground, and I heard two loud explosions, and then there was nothing but smoke around me, and I was just sitting in smoke, and it was like really dense and thick, and I was like, ah, this, is, this must be like heaven. This is, <laughs> I died, I broke my neck, and this is heaven, and it was like there was no sound, because I, I was like, my ears were ringing, and, uh, and I was like, wow, this sucks that I died on a bicycle stunt. <laughs> and then the smoke cleared away, and I realized that I had gone so high in the air that when I landed, I popped both of my tires. Oh, really? And it was so loud that it hurt my ears, so I couldn't hear for a second. And then I had landed in a, a big pile of, like, dirt, and so it all clouded up, and I couldn't see. And my friends all would go, yeah, you idiot. <laughs> we knew you'd be the one to try it. We were all too scared. I, I, the closest I've ever come is I got peppered by a shotgun once when I was hunting. Oh, God. Really? Shit, yeah. really? You've yeah. been shot? Yeah. Really? Did it? Really? It wasn't bad. I mean, I did, it or? did it break the skin? Uh, yeah, a couple of places, but not, you know, that's, just small yeah, cuts. That's, that's a crazy. major problem where I come from. Like, we've got the high, my county in Oregon has, like, the highest poaching slash hunting accident rate or whatever, like, in the state. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get shot. Yeah. I, uh... I did. I was on the other end of that one time when I was in high school. My friend got a new twenty-two for Christmas, and he was like, "Hey, you want to come shoot my twenty-two? And I was like, "Yeah, sure, man." So we were shooting like beer cans behind his house into the woods, and uh, supposedly twenty-two goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a rifle. So later on that night, a cop showed up at our at our house. <laughs> And he goes, uh, yeah, was, uh, I'd like to speak to your parents. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then the guy goes, yeah, um, your son was firing a twenty-two into the woods, and he put four rounds into an apartment complex. Jesus. And into, specifically into a man's home while he was there and uh, <laughs> almost shot a man, and he did, gave me a warning. Do you think that if you well, shot Could you imagine being the guy? You're just, like, sitting there, <laughs> you're a lazy boy watching TV, and all of a sudden bullets start flying. You're like, what is that? That's What the fuck? There's another one. Do you think that if you got shot by a twenty two at that range, it's not going to be that bad, right? I, it went through his wall. Yeah, if it went through as his wall. As opposed to what? As opposed to not being shot? No, yeah. no, no. I don't but, know. like, a twenty two doesn't... But that was one of those moments where I thought, like, it's really... I'm really lucky to be in Alabama, because probably in a, in a, another state, I'd be going to jail right now, or I'd be in a lot more trouble. And the cops like, don't shoot guns. I was like, okay. In Alabama, it's like, well, boys, yes, will, boys will shoot into people's apartment yeah. complexes. I, I thought I was dead once when um, 
a buddy of mine was renovating his room at our dorm, essentially. We had a private dorm. And, uh, Ooh la la. I know, it's nice. And uh, <laughs> he was adding an electrical plug, so he was extending an electrical plug to the back wall. And he decided to take a break and go to lunch, so he left an exposed live wire. With, and he separated the, the two ends as far as he could. Ouch. And then, and then, so that nobody would mess with it, he covered it with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. And so I went into his room, and I was going to look out the window to try to find him because we had these low windows. And I knelt down and grabbed the windowsill. And I didn't know, but I knelt right on this thing underneath the, the handicap funny paper that he put it under. And uh, so I, as soon as I grabbed the windowsill, I was standing up across the room. I didn't know what happened. Like, I was just, bam, I was across the room and standing up from a kneeling position. And uh, I had this hum in my head that I will never forget. That I could almost, like, I could, like, feel it and taste it and hear it at the same time. And I was pretty sure for a few minutes that I was dead. And I just didn't know it. After you get electrocuted like that, are you sore later? Like, because all your muscles contract in a weird way, right? I think I just had, like, a straight shot. And, like, I think what happened was I grabbed the windowsill and I was leaning forward to lean out the window. And I think what happened was as soon as I touched the windowsill, they extended and pushed me up away from right. the window. And did Good you have, they didn't push you out the window. Yeah, for a brief period of time afterwards, did you have any kind of powers? No. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. It's all bullshit. It's a ripoff. I hate that. Electricity is the worst. I, I, I hate electricity. I hate stuff that's invisible that can kill you. Yeah, stupid yeah. electricity. It, no, it's, What's it's, it ever done for us? I, it's the one thing, like... Like in handiwork that I still was like, oh crap! I, you know, I'd rather like crack open the computer in an engine in a modern car yeah. than deal with like a light bulb. What? Oh, go ahead. No, I, was, I had to switch out a dimmer socket for my wife the other day. She wanted a switch that went to a dimmer switch, and I'm like, I know it's gonna kill me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, were either of you guys in the office the other day when we had the smoke alarm incident? Did yep. you guys hear about that? No, nope. nope. I heard about I it. I heard about it. Yeah. Wow. That was you we and have, Nathan, right? We have a yeah, we have a loud smoke alarm. So and what happened? Shut off. Okay, so Nathan and I were filming something for the shorts DVD that required uh, a smoke machine in the kitchen, and it set off the smoke alarm, which will not turn itself off, we found out. And it was on for about a half an hour. We switched off, like, every breaker in the building, and eventually Matt had to get on that giant ladder and go up into that huge, uh, like, door upstairs. It's like a maintenance area. It's like a maintenance area where the... uh, giant air conditioner is and it took him another 15 minutes to find a tiny little switch that's hidden behind and under the air conditioner that you can reset that thing with so if our smoke alarm goes off what he used the ladder he didn't use the scissor lift no the ladder was a lot quicker to get in there okay just i'm saying like i want to make sure we can we can get to that thing in the future well the scissor lift's gone yeah that's why and he knows where it is now okay but uh man our smoke alarm is fucking loud don't ever set it off Joel had to leave the building. He had to. Sta- he was standing outside in front of the building with his hands in his ears. <laughs> he was a big help. <laughs> I was about to say, it's always nice when somebody's a help like that. One of the uh, the one of the I don't know what they call them intrusion alarms used to be here in my office, right over there above that door. Uh huh. And uh, we tested it once, and you could not be in this room with that thing going off. It was. Uh, was it the same system? Do you know that went off for the for the smoke alarm, Jeff? I have no idea. Man, that thing was fucking loud. It was like it was so bad where like you could be in the kitchen as long as you were facing a certain direction, but if you turned your head a little bit, it became unbearable. So you had to turn back real fast. So you had to kind of like walk like kind of straight <laughs> wherever you were going. So video games prepared you for this scenario. They definitely did. Yeah, I was I was fine. Have you did you guys show where Monty where it is? Because he's here alone a lot and he likes to burn waffles. No, he likes to burn he, waffles. He, burn, he waffles. burns a lot of waffles. He also Just likes me. to make the strongest coffee I've ever seen. Yeah. Instead well, he, of putting just a few scoops of grounds in. He fills it. it the, the, the filter looks like a potted plant. It does. When, when he's done with it. That's it, so much fucking coffee. What if you'd grow plants in that? Yeah, well, the plants like coffee grounds, though. You put it in composters. There you go. 
Monty, Monty's busy doing other stuff. He doesn't need to worry about coffee. Well, he's working on cool stuff. The coffee, the coffee keeps him fueled doing that stuff, though. That is true. That is true. By the way, I figured out the person who opens the gate to the, so that it's just open enough that a small car can get through it, maybe, without a – whoa. That was me. I did that. With the, I did this. I made a noise. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Monty. He opens the front gate so that there's like, like an inch on either side of his car when he gets through it. So well, what's, your, what's your complaint there? Just <laughs> open it enough that everybody can get through. Well, it's an, it's an extra second to push the damn gate further. It drives me nuts. So you're complaining. I, I, I hate all of you people. You're complaining that. that you have to get out of your car because he got out of his car to open the gate. And well, if you have one person getting out of their car, right? you don't need two people Listen, getting out of their car. I was the first person car. here this morning. I was the first person here this morning. I have no problem getting out of my car and opening the gate all the way. You'll notice the gate is completely open on both sides because I am conscientious and I care about my coworkers. I didn't realize we entered the uh, bash money section of the Oh, podcast. no, no, I'm not I'm bashing money. I mean, he's not the only one that does it. Brandon does it too, and I'm pretty sure I've seen Carrie do it. It's just like it just it takes an extra five seconds to open it enough so that people don't have to, like, finagle their car through the gate like it's a maze. Yeah. Would you, you know prefer I mean? if he opened the gate and then closed it behind him completely? That, no. That makes even less sense. Then he'd, then he'd have to get out of the car twice. Am, am I? Is your car that much wider than Monty's? I guess so. You got a big truck. Doesn't it bother you? Don't you have Ma- to? Monty is about maximizing efficiency. I understand you know what I do? that. I pull my mirror in, and then I, and then I drive up to the thing and I push it from my window. I push it open. Every fourteen people in this company just open open the gate. Just is the open. gate a problem? It's annoying. Wait until it gets to January. Then the gate will become a major issue in this company. I bet. Okay. I got no problem opening the gate up every morning when I'm the first person here. Jeff, I'm sorry we have bad news. We're going to deploy you to the gate. Okay, that's fine. You have two hours. You have gate duty. Here's a gun. <laughs> so, Gus, you mentioned Inception. Yeah. Did you guys hear that the creators of South Park had to formally apologize? Or didn't had to, but they chose to formally apologize to College Humor <laughs> because they directly lifted an entire sketch from College Humor. Really? Man, how sad I, I, must it be to get ripped off? College, really I feel so bad for college humor for getting ripped off on the internet. Like, making a really funny web video and then somebody comes and rips it the fuck off. That's really tough. <laughs> it must have really hurt their feelings and made them feel really small. It is, so, it is so strange to have a conversation about ripping stuff off and college humor's involved. God <laughs> damn. But, no, but I thought it was interesting because, I mean, it's literally just, it's literally just word for word. And uh, in some sections at least. And... I mean, I guess I guess it really wasn't necessary for Matt, Matt Stone. Matt Stone and Jay yeah. Parker. Matt Stone apologized. Yeah, to do that, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that they chose to do it. The thing that I thought was weird, I thought it was really cool that they apologized and they acknowledged it. The thing that was weird was that Matt Stone said that he they watched the College Humor skit yes. because they hadn't seen Inception and they couldn't get a screener. And I just find it hard to believe that nobody that they hadn't seen Inception. Okay, let me. I, I bet that movie was under pretty tight lock and key before it came out. But, I mean, just see it in the theater. I mean, it was such yeah. a big it's a big hit, you know? Well, and it's kind of, I don't know. Like, I really I really love South Park. And they're, they make fun of a lot of things. But to make fun of something as much as they did without ever having seen it yeah, seems kind of douchey. It also seems like they made fun of it. I mean, they, they, well, they said that they thought, that they assumed that college humor used a, like a word-for-word parody. Well, and so they were parodying their word-for-word before parody. Before they, they par- did a parody. So, and obviously, it was accessible. And also, like, if, an, if, if you're going to make an episode parodying something, shouldn't you have seen it? Like, why would they have the idea to lampoon uh, Inception if they haven't seen Inception? Well, and I can but, – but with the comic, like, too, like, I definitely – like, I write comics, like, like if you guys say, oh, I saw this, and this was kind of a funny thing that happened, so I'll write it, not having seen it necessarily, especially since I never get out of the house. But 
I don't know. They were pretty harsh about Inception, which seemed like they must have seen it and actually. Well, they real they wrapped a critique. thirty minute ep- or twenty two minute episode around it. You know, it's like I don't know. It's just I wouldn't. I've never seen, for instance, I've never seen the Notebook, so I'm not gonna make a Notebook parody. I was forced to watch that and. Uh, class at Texas State. Oh, yeah? And, but they wouldn't let us watch it. They made us watch the director's commentary for some reason. <laughs> so I was just watching this director's commentary of this movie because the professor didn't feel like teaching that day. Really, I don't like that movie now because of that. It's a fine <laughs> education institution. You got your degree it was like a TV, It was like an acting for TV film class, and she was just lazy. There you go. That was a horrible class. Don't take that class if you're at Texas State. It's a, okay. the, the excuse that they used was very, very strange. Yeah, it was just – it was an odd excuse. It was we couldn't see – I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have the quote in front of me. But essentially, we couldn't see Inception and we couldn't get the source material. So we watched the college humor sketch and assumed that was word for word, that, they, that those were lines from the movie. And so we took the we took the lines from the college humor sketch. Yeah. But- essentially, like, you know, sometimes as many as like five or six lines straight in a row. We took that from there and put it in our piece. And essentially, thematically, it's the same scene but that's somehow a weird, valid excuse. Yeah, that's so weird. It's such, it was just such a weird, made-up reason why they did it. It would, it would almost been like, we didn't know anybody would have seen this thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. we're sorry because we got caught. Yeah, why apologize at that point? It's almost worse to apologize. The, the, literally, the excuse makes no sense to me. No, whatsoever. it really doesn't. And especially considering, like, this is a, the most popular show on a television network. That millions of people are going to watch each week, and they're par- they're directly lampooning and parroting something that they have no idea what it's about. Yeah, and they watch one three minute video, you know, at six hundred by four eighty on a website, and decide to make a, a twenty two minute episode around it. It's silly, but I've really liked their like social commentary and stuff in the past. No, I'm a huge South Park fan. It just doesn't make. But sense. it makes me kind of like not. I don't know. It makes me appreciate it less if they're not actually putting the work in, which is kind of a dumb thing to say. Maybe, right. but I don't know. Like, it's hard to take that, their opinion about things seriously if they're not going to go to the source. Yeah, it's, oddly enough, the guys who had their stuff stolen is, uh, is Dan Gerwich, is one of the writers at College Humor. That sucks he, for them. He was essentially <laughs> <saying>, Writer. <laughs> he was essentially saying he's that. The, the head Apple, Apple C, Apple V at the company. <laughs> he, was, he was essentially saying that these things happen, you know, they're being uh, classy about it, you know, that... Watch it, and his thing was more of what you'd expect to hear come from South Park, which is, yeah, I guess we watched this thing. It's clear that we directly ripped it off, and we didn't mean to. It subconsciously sunk in. Whereas that's not what the South Park guys were saying at all. They were saying like, no. yeah, we watched it. We used the lines. We just understand that we were using lines that were not from the movie. Right? It's, it's just bizarre. That's it, kind of a heavy assumption to make too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense on any front. Yeah, yeah. Watch the fucking movie. I'm actually surprised with South Park it hasn't happened more frequently just because they move so quickly on that show. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, they get a show done. It's almost like the Daily Show and how topical it is. And it's Dude, an animated narrative. They had that Elian Gonzalez episode up two days after the Elian Gonzalez thing happened. I think that's like what their turnaround is, right? Like two or three days they can, they can bump one out. And it's impressive. They can they can work that fast. Yes, have impressive. Guys, they didn't seen? actually see any of the Elian Gonzalez coverage. They just saw a picture <laughs> on the front page of CNN. And they, they saw uh, the cover. They, out the rest they saw the, the cover on Mad Magazine. <laughs> they folded the, the picture together and figured out the secret the secret <laughs> message. I still love those. Have you guys seen the Inception button? No. The button that you press on the internet, which is a little red button. Uh huh. You press it, and it goes. Oh, there oh. it is, right here. You press it, and it goes. That's it. Add, <laughs> add emphasis to anything you say. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> nice. I'm sticking with this for the rest of the podcast. There you go. The we're, we're, <laughs> every, everything you say will be punctuated, so we'll, we'll know when to listen. 
Did any of you guys see that uh, the state of Texas sent a sales tax bill to Amazon? Wow. I, I'm surprised they... that this isn't bigger news. I feel I like it was kind of I just want to sum buried. up a previous conversation. Just quick, sum it up with key phrases. College humor, ripoff, South Park is on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so let me make sure I understand that. College humor, ripoff, rip-off. South Park is on TV. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I think I have the gist of that now. That, 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 that'll be the title of this podcast. I'm just going to Apple C, Apple V that. I mean, college humor it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to say something about um, some sales tax stuff that's yeah, really interesting. Um, I guess uh, the state of Texas is trying to collect sales tax on online sales, so they sent Amazon a $269 million bill for uh, sales tax between covering the period between December 2005 and December 2009. This is relevant to my interests. What? Yeah, so <laughs> that's a big bill. They're sending their – they want Amazon to pay sales tax for what? For all the sales that they shipped to – the state of Texas in that four-year period. Why Texas? Because they have a distribution center in Irving, so they're claiming that Amazon did business, does has a physical location in Texas. They have a presence within the state. Right. Ooh. I would be hard to argue that. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I'd like to point out that we pay our Texas sales tax early every month. Well, we do. We're happy to like, do it. Let me, let's, <laughs> we should explain. Rooster Teeth is based in Austin, Texas. Yes. So when we, we make an internet sale to anywhere else in the country... It's no sales tax, but when we make a sale within the state of Texas, we pay sales tax on that. The customer pays sales tax, and then we file the sales, sales right. tax and pay it. By the way, I, something I never understood about our company, and we, we have an awesome accountant who handles that for us now. Why was it my job to do the sales tax? Up until, I'm, the, I'm math retarded. I'm like the worst, least qualified person to do the sales tax for our company. Jeff, it's literally one calculation. I know. <laughs> it's a number that the store would tell you was the monthly revenue, and then there was a dot in it. We have lots. We have lots of computers, oh and they can all help you with your math. Recently, what were you doing? You forgot what a fra- like how fractions worked recently, and um, forgot how he, fractions he just forgot worked. about fractions. I had to remind him because he was like, "Okay, this doesn't make any sense." And he was like trying to like he went into some weird convoluted thing where like he dividing something, and I was like, "No, no." It would be a fraction. It would be a fraction. And he's like, no, I think it goes into a negative number. If you divide this number by this bigger number, it's going to be a negative, obviously. I didn't know that you could – yeah, no, I forgot <laughs> I forgot about fractions. That's what it was. It was dividing a number by a larger number. And you were like, had me convinced that it was going to be something like a negative. I'm like, there's no way that can be negative with two positives. Man, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. You would have – because uh, me arguing with him was just as pathetic. I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a fraction. I think I remember fractions. I would literally like – I had a, 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 like a oh moment where I was like – she goes, I think I'm pretty sure it's a fraction. And I go, what's a fraction? Oh. <laughs> You're like, Frank, you get really excited. You're like, for- fractions. Yes, I got it. Math right. is easy. <laughs> the the over-unders. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> they taught me this in 11th grade in I Alabama. Think, like immediately yeah. after that, you were like, you can't talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm glad you don't remember it well enough to make me, to uh, be really embarrassing. Here we are. Man. Uh. Uh, the, any, I feel so bad for Millie. Because like, she's going to come home with math homework and be like teaching us basic, basic math. It'll like, be like when you came home with algebra homework when we lived with Gus and you asked him to help and he lowered he, your grade. You, I, I, had a, I had a basic algebra class. Hey, I'm not a teacher. I, to, <laughs> I did the best I could. I had to take one – I was a theater major. So they were like, okay, here. This is the easiest math class you can take. Good luck. Check writing 101. So I went – yeah. So I went to this basic, basic algebra class. It was, pro- it was pretty much like high school algebra all over again. And – uh, Gus was living with us, and he was going on about how he went to math camp and how smart he was at math. And so I get him home, and I'm like, here, can you help me just with this basic, like, uh, formula? And he was just like, well, this is uh, – I do more experimental math. Like, this is way – Experimental math. Like, yes, what? this is exactly what I spent. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. It was years ago. But you were like, 
oh, well, this is just basic math. I mean, I use like, I, I I'm so far beyond this that I don't even <laughs> like I don't have to use this stuff anymore. I was, like, I was I'm try- trying to solve for y, and Gus is like, I'm solving for y x plus the <laughs> fraction. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly so what happened. I'm so thrilled okay, to hear problem, your The problem here, the problem here is that I'm a terrible memory, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm vindictive. So no, but what was it you said? You're like, like you had used like your advanced, you're, you're an advanced math. You said I use advanced math, so yes, I don't really I use, use this anymore. And when her class tanked, you were like, this was it was too, it was beneath me. I'm I, sorry. I had I got a C in that class consistently, and the moment I stopped using Gus's help, I got a B. So yeah, there you go. It's a it's a poor musician that blames their instrument, Griffin. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. About oh no, that. I'm t- I'm not saying I'm good at math. I'm just saying you're a bad instrument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking assholes! All right, I said I won't help you with anything ever again. Obviously, uh, I, you can you can do better. On have your I own. asked you for help since then? No, obviously you haven't. <laughs> Good, just, good luck I'm with those comic I'm commentaries. Just, now that I'm out of school, I never have to do math again. <laughs> it's getting pretty bad. Except when you have to teach fractions to Jeff. Oh, man. Actually, Monty and I had to try to put together shelves yesterday, and he's bad at math, too. And we were like just like trying to figure out how to make the shelves equidistant, so we had to count like the number of little holes that you have to put them in. And we were both like, okay, how are we going to do this? See, I do like, advanced <laughs> counting. I don't do basic <laughs> counting We just had to anymore. divide 44 by 11, and it was like, oh, no, 44 by, 44 by 4. And we were just like, I don't know. Like, it took us a while. Sorry. Don't look at me. Let's move on. I, I'm just. Uh, I'm like. I want to almost know what's the limit of Jeff's math knowledge. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, you know what a decimal is clearly because you use money. Uh, yeah, it's a little dot. Yes. You know, what a fraction, <laughs> you know what a fraction is. I do now. <laughs> like, if, like if I say what's bigger, one sixteenth or one thirty second, what's bigger? Uh, one sixteenth or one thirty second. One sixteenth would be bigger. There you go. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Alli- yeah. Alligator points to the one sixteenth. Classic, <laughs> classic coping mechanism, though, to repeat the question <laughs> while his eyes are rolling up. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is bigger, one sixteenth or one thirty second? Hey, you got the answer right. All that matters is the results. This is America. <laughs> the, fu- the fucking method to get there doesn't matter. Just results. America is not a time trial. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you understand like a base? Like, if I said, "What is"? Like if I said like it's where I, I was 10, stationed in the army. What is ten in base five? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> what okay. is ten in base five? How would you express ten in base five, Gus? I fuck if I know. I don't remember how to do it. He, I, I'll, he I'll only does that's not experimental enough for him. All I remember is binary. <laughs> the, the math, the math portion is over. <laughs> how, how, what do you, how do you express ten in base five? Two. Two. Yeah. A five and a ten. Okay. I remember hearing those words. I don't remember how they apply to anything. So I'm way, way away from the mic. <laughs> like, oh, I have bass. I remember the word. I was more into vocabulary of math. I was more into treble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, was your best subject in, subject in school, Bernie? Like in high school? Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm, I realized I did my bass question wrong. By the way, <laughs> 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 um, my best subject in school was writing. I mean, English. Okay. Yeah. I always had a, I always had fun you know doing writing and it was the thing I would do out like outside of school <laughs> I would never do math for fun clearly you uh, you brought in your your Letterman's jacket or whatever recently for a short that we never ended up putting you in yeah bring it on um, what what did you letter in again it was something pretty cool I lettered in theater and math I lettered in theater nice. and uh, choir for pretty close I did not do math ten is twenty in 20, base five 20. it is twenty you guys <laughs> forgot about the zero the no zero no problem. I just I did yeah. a stupid thing yeah it's it's got to go to the second category yep yeah. We're in base 10. I was somehow no. thinking that we, we work in base 1, which makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> See, I understand. The, you're, you, the words I recognize, it's just the context when you put them together makes no sense to me. Here's a simple thing. Like base, I said base 5, I said 2. I was wrong because I was just I was short-circuiting my own math. But essentially, the highest you can go for base 5 would be like for a unit, we can go all the way up to 9, 0 through 9. That's base 10 is what we work in. Base 5, you go up to 5. So 20 
is two units of filled single units. Eh, it doesn't make sense. I no, go, go, the, the, the easiest way would be to go to six, the one, the next unit above the five. So, exactly. the, the highest so then you, you have could... the highest unit and then one of the lowest So explain units. this to me. The base ten, you can go up to nine, but base five, you can go up to five. So why do you lose the one between nine and ten? Why can't base ten? Why can't you go up to ten? Zero through nine is ten units. One, uh, well, one isn't zero through four five units? Th- so why can you go up to five? Yeah, well, I'm saying you go up to that, and then five goes into the next column. Like, when you carry oh. the one, you're carrying a five over as opposed to carrying a ten. Why the fuck I would you like, do that? Like, like, what, what's well, the pri- binary is the- base two. Uh. So you have two states. You have zero and one. So the way you express, how would, the way you express two in base two is ten. Yes. I feel like that somebody, makes n- no. I feel like somebody should come in and beat up all of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> I feel like swearing, you know, consistently in this what, in the podcast. What, so I guess we'll edit it out. Why do why do people use different bases anyway? Like aside, like I know binaries obviously used for computers to indicate like a state of something's on or off. And I know hexadecimals also used, you know, right? for for memory addresses. But why would people use any of the other bases? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like pointless math to me. I feel like there's a lot of math out there just set out to confuse people who are not good at math. Well, I wonder why in America we study how to calculate the area under a parabola. Like, that's basic math that you'll never, ever need in your entire life. Or the volume of a cylinder or something like that. But we don't teach economic math as part of it. We've talked about this before. Yeah, trust me. We we all learned (laughs) what the result of that is two years ago. Yeah. You know, we don't teach, you know, we, we teach probability more than we teach interest in percent. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. We use percent. Percent is probably the most complex math we all use on a daily basis, right? Certainly don't use fractions. That's percent. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jeff. That could not have been more spot on. You're welcome. All right. Well, I want to cut this thing short today. I know we all wait, wait, wait. I, wait, wait, wait. I want to read something. I got to go okay. over my fucking base five mistake as fast as I can. Hold on one second. You're going to like this, Gus. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to like, like it. This. So. I saw this link somewhere. It was probably on uh, Reddit that I saw it. And I read about the Nordstrom's employee manual that they give to their employees. You know Nordstrom's? Yeah. It's a high-end kind of a nice, fancy department store. The place that always asks me to leave. (laughs) Is it true? No, no, no. (laughs) It should. Somebody posted their employee handbook, and I want to read you the entirety of the employee handbook at Nordstrom. Okay. And this is from Wikipedia. For many years, new employees were given a, hand, a copy of the famous Nordstrom's Employee Handbook, handbook which is a single 5-by-8-inch gray card containing 75 words. It says, Welcome to Nordstrom. We're glad to have you with our company. Our number one goal is to provide, the out, to provide outstanding customer service. Set both your personal and prof- professional goals very high. We have great confidence in your ability to achieve them. Nordstrom rules. Rule number one. Use best judgment in all situations. There will be no additional rules. Please feel free to ask your department manager, store manager, or division general manager any question at any time. Wow, that's pretty cool. Just common sense. Yeah. Right? Don't be an idiot. Putting a lot of faith in your employees. Yeah, that's a, I, I hope know. they have a good vetting process before they, they hire someone. There's a little footnote after that saying now there's like a manual that goes along with that card. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I just like the idea that back, you know, there was a point in history when you could tell people, look, just don't be stupid. Don't, don't fuck up. We're not yeah. going to tell you all the ways you can possibly fuck up and then tell you not to do that. Just don't fuck up. Yeah. But I don't know. When you start at a new place, you don't know all the little like rules and like what you're supposed to say. I mean, something may seem like common sense, but it might be totally counterproductive in some ways. Well, common sense is kind of a, a weird phrase. You use that a lot with. and it always makes you so mad. You're like, well, it's just common sense. It's like, it's definitely obvious to you, like no one else. What would be an example of that? 
Oh, are you trying to get things get yeah. them started? No, no, no. no. I, I really don't have an example. He uses it a, a lot, not against me, but just in general. Like, well, this is just plain common sense. But like something that's common sense to me, like I don't know, like out in the studio making something with, with my hands. Like I feel really comfortable with that. And it's All like, right. well, why well, wouldn't you just do that? When that's I think about common sense, it's like uh, when you say turn the burner on to cook f- chicken. When you're done, turn the burner off. Like that's common sense. Yeah, but you use it for more than that, like more abstract ideas that are like really I – I think people in general use, oh, well, that's just common sense as something that it's really obvious to them, but it's not necessarily obvious to every single person in the world. It's just an overuse. All I'm saying uh-huh. is it's overused. Okay. Why yeah, are we sure. fighting about this stuff? I, I don't know. Right, so you, you, you just don't like the phrase? I don't. Okay. I know. I just don't think it makes sense. It's not a very – common sense isn't – I mean common sense. I mean every person has a different background and they have different things that are obvious to them. But I think that's what it means. It's common sense. It's common to everyone. There's like a shared sense that people should have. Like, you know. No, but that's so location-based, like background-based. Common like, sense is stuff like don't touch fire. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm saying it's overused because people use it for things that aren't that basic. The things that are just obvious to them. Well, okay. if you had an example, I, I would be well, happy to refute you. <laughs> okay. To me, common sense is I can walk into a situation in which I don't know what's happening. No one's told me how to interact with that situation. But I can figure it out based on the context and normal normal rules of how to interact with other people. Right. Like I Absolutely. would know if I work in Nordstroms, I'm not going to tell someone they're a jackass when they walk in the front door, or that they're like they're too fat for that dress. Right. Just use your best judgment. Right. Use your best judgment. And if you don't use your if your best judgment isn't good enough for Nordstrom, what's we'll it fire you? That's, that's <laughs> shit. It didn't work out. You don't have to work here. No yeah. big deal. Thanks for trying. But that's like common sense within your area. I mean, like, okay, there's social. I'm sorry to argue, but there are social rules in each sort of area. And like, you go to a different country, and those common sense rules are not going to apply anymore. What are you talking about? I don't. I I, do. You think people go to other countries and work at a department store? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, like, if you you what happens if I time travel? What happens? I don't know why this is so hard. Like, do you don't agree with me? Like, I was just saying, common sense is very location based. It's like, I mean, even class-based sometimes, like what, what certain rules, social rules are. Under, uh, under basic understood things aren't so basic if you take somebody f- totally out of context and put them in a different place. Is that, is that what you mean by context? Just like... No, I could walk into a... Like, I could potentially walk into a situation in China where I would not speak the language. And I think I would know... I wouldn't get myself into more trouble. You know what I mean? At least staying quiet, you know, and, and just observing what's going on. I would have common sense not to come blustering in like an American. You're not going to drop your pants. We saw some videos of some dude online who was screaming at guys in a Thailand bar because they cut him off and they wouldn't let him drink anymore. And in his defense, he was drunk. And he got knocked out. Yeah. You're wondering if somebody snores when they pass out. I can tell you people snore when they get knocked out all the time. I've seen a lot of knockout videos on YouTube. He was not using common sense. He was not (laughs) using common sense. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That that, did not end well for that guy. No, it did not end well. Yeah. And if I wanted to start something between the two of you, I'd bring up the time that on the podcast, Jeff said he has never left a woman unsatisfied in bed. Never uh, once you've in been his, trying to bring that up. Never once in his life. <laughs> I can't point to... <laughs> he certainly doesn't remember a time that that happened. Never once, ever. I'm very happy for the both of you. Uh, no, okay. Hey, and you're welcome, <clears throat> by the way. No, I don't know. No, I mean, you... I think that you, you're... I'm a considerate lover. You're, you're very considerate. But there are times where, like, maybe I... I don't know how deep I can get. Can I? Griffin, how this, vulgar this can is I a be? safe place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That nothing, is. Will, nothing will leave this little room. I don't know. This little that conversation between It's just and between us. <laughs> yeah. We're just friends talking. Okay. Well, I then I will be open. God damn it! I gotta take off my glasses for this. Um, <laughs> Let me get another drink. Um, okay. 
No, like I might be a little loud. So I think that I may give an indication sometimes that things are happening when they're not happening yet. And, oh, really? But Jeff always makes the effort. To, like he doesn't just – he's not just like, oh, oops, sorry. Anyway, good night. Like he's not like that at all. And he's – you're great. But there's – you certainly not ever – I mean, I would never say never if I were you. <laughs> You'd never say never. <laughs> so you're saying there might potentially have been an, uh, Oops, sorry, one guys. point at some point in there where not everyone was on equal level. That's what I'm hearing. Well, but this. that being said, um, where you, it's usually it goes the other way where I um, the girls can have. I'm sorry. Multiple, girls have multiple orgasms, especially when they get older. And so it's not bad. I mean, I already have more orgasms generally. So I think that it balances out. But it doesn't happen very often where things are misinterpreted. Jeff looks really disappointed. Why are you looking disappointed? You should never have said that and been so braggy about something when it's possible that you... This is the point. <laughs> this is a bad morning to do that. We've already well, been kind of bickery this morning. I can't. Jeff's going to remind us that his mother listens to the podcast. <laughs> no, my, I'm pretty sure my mom knows I'm sexually active. Uh, <laughs> Not all the time, though. I can't. I, I got <laughs> to figure Sometimes out Sometimes you're just sexually present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I was certainly... He at least... It sounds like he puts a little bit more. I mean, you guys were just like, didn't you guys say that, like, kind of proudly admitting that you don't always please your wives? Isn't that what I heard? Or don't care I, about I, I, pleasing I, 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 I don't I care about. I didn't say shit. Don't, don't put words in my like, mouth. I feel like you backed Bernie up on I, this. I did, I did I not say go a goddamn again. thing. Go to the tape. I didn't say I, didn't say I was proud of anything. I don't, look, first of all, it's common sense. I'm just, I'm just surprised that anyone, <laughs> any guy would ever admit, like, eh, sometimes I, like, sometimes I just, I don't know. First of all, this isn't about me. I <laughs> know this you, <laughs> totally about you. Everyone in the room. I'm, I'd like to point out that you guys both have wives, and I could invite them to the podcast at any point. Oh, my God. My wife would talk about anything in the podcast. Esther would be fucking awesome on the podcast. Yeah, except I wouldn't drive her down here. Who's <laughs> 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 laughing now? <laughs> So you're saying I don't please you in bed. I'm yes. not saying that at all. I just said you give me multiple orgasms and it totally balances out. But I'm saying that sometimes you misinterpret what I'm doing or how I'm reacting as an orgasm. Well, maybe you should be clearer. What do you want to do? Well, so they should just like sit perfectly <laughs> still until it's you happening? You should have a light or a little flag that you <laughs> yeah. raise. Or like say a like symbol like or a, a word. Initiating orgasm now. <laughs> like, no, Robot no, no. sex. <laughs> I was saying for like banana. Maybe you could put a progress bar in your bed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, I don't know. It's hard, and, and also there's so many different variations of orgasms for women um, because you have a lot. There's a lot more balancing, and that's something I think that men overlook because they're like, "This thing worked, so I'm going to keep doing this thing forever." And um, it doesn't work like that for girls every time. I, like you do I, have to switch it up and see what else works. I know you're not talking about me right now. Oh no, not you at all. <laughs> other people. Do you want to hear about the other people? <laughs> so you're saying? Let me just extrapolate here. You're saying watching. Jeff beat a campaign and left for dead on expert doesn't get you all hot and bothered every single time? <laughs> no, I mean, in general, and I think this is like, for all you guys out there listening, don't just do the same thing over and over because it worked one time. Like, it takes, like, it's just different for girls every single time. So, and also, like, orgasms aren't always so clear either for a girl, especially when they, they blend in together. This sounds like a lot of work. No, you know what? You guys, really, you guys are really getting bored now. That works. You wanted to talk about this, and now you're all fucking no, quiet and bored. No, it just sounds complicated. It sounds like a big waste it of time. It is complicated. Sex is complicated. It's not oversimple. That's not like a guy. Well, don't long. worry about Jeff, it. How many, times, how many times have you been left unsatisfied? Oh, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Listen, just because something worked one time for me, Griffin, <laughs> don't assume that you can do the exact same boring motion every time. I'm not and saying it's things be are boring. fun and exciting for me. I need to be pleased. I, I need you to be inventive. I need to. I need you to to think about where, what space I'm in when we're having sex. I, I saw. Pay uh, attention to my body. Cosmo, <laughs> Cosmopolitan this month, the one with Katy Perry on the cover. 
I was looking at that for some reason, and uh, on the cover they had sex advice, and it, and there was the big headline was first take off his pants. I thought finally they, <laughs> they got it. They, there is good sex advice. Finally, they broke the story. From Cosmopolitan scientists have been working nonstop for years to figure that one out. Have you ever read some of that stuff in Cosmopolitan? Like, yeah, just no. What guys like, but you're reading it from a female perspective. What do we like? It's really, it's really funny. First of all, it, it, those are written like every single guy in the world is like a mid-20s guy in New York City, you know, who's like an urban artist or something like that, and they're trying to please that guy. Right, of course. You know? I'm actually relieved to hear that that's not what guys are into, because it's actually, I don't know, I get really turned off by those things. Like, oh, I have to do this to please a guy? Fuck that. Like, it's, it's all horrible stuff. Yeah. You know? It's, it's all all, all I think all I've ever seen is the headlines, and it's always, even just the headline and the cover is laughable enough. All right, so now can we wrap up for real now that we got the potty talk all out of the way? Uh, I, I just want to know if everybody's satisf- satisfied with the podcast. Yeah, really <laughs> I need some kind of indication. <laughs> I, uh, we can't have the same boring podcast where we talk every week. Uh, you know, don't give me shit, all right? Your wives are probably thinking the same thing at home. <laughs> I mean, she was laughing, but was she laughing laughing? <laughs> <laughs> like, like she was laughing loudly, but was she laughing loudly enough? Okay, I'm sorry, but sound is not enough. If you guys out there are relying on women moaning, that's not enough. There are other indications, and it's be fairly obvious, I think. So we have a bad sex life. Not at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just bragged about multiple orgasms. I don't even. I shouldn't have to. Beyond that, I shouldn't have to say anything. Okay, there you go. I would like to say that we have a store sale going on right now, <laughs> <laughs> and that if you liked this podcast and would like to support Rooster Teeth, feel free to buy some of our discontinued merchandise. Please do. It is available for cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh, and also thanks to Flashover Games for a free copy of Star Wars Force Unleashed Two. Uh, also, thanks to Rockstar Games. Oh shit! Who, yeah, I think we kind of. Well, how do we not at, talk about that last week? They they actually had two achievements. Definitely one. Well, achievement, one is questionable, but and one other achievement in the DLC for Red Dead that mentioned uh, Rushdie. Oh. Or reference Red versus Blue or Rushdie. Yeah. Thank what, you. What, were they, what did they say? Tell, tell me. Uh, one of them. Uh, I think they're both secret achievements, aren't they? Oh. They are secret achievements, so I don't want to say it. But well, they're both. They both involve mythical creatures that have been highlighted in Red versus Blue and or Achievement Hunter. Cool. And, one, uh, one might be a little more obvious if you're one is, yeah. time. And then one might just be us reading into things. But the obvious <laughs> one's obvious. And thank you very much. That was very cool. Yes, thank you. And if any other video game company would like to feature us as an achievement, feel free. Also, thank you to Macaulay Culkin for wearing the Touch My Awesome Button t-shirt. He looked good on it. That should be your He did model. look good in it, yeah. If you're dating uh, Mila Kunis... You is can... he dating Mila Kunis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Like forever. That means if they had sex while he was wearing a shirt, she had sex with a Touch My Awesome Button shirt. I, you know what I want a picture of? I want a picture of Macaulay Culkin high five and Brian Austin Green. Just there you like, go. Because you know? it's like you always hear about these these famous women. It's like who are they dating? Like you ever hear about a uh, who's Miranda? Not Miranda Kerr. Who's the Sports Illustrated one? Marissa Miller. Marissa Miller dated. She's married to some construction dude. Yeah. Well, they've been married for or years, like, right? Like for a few years. What's her fame? Anna Anna Ferris is married to a big tubby fat dude who's what? nobody. Let's not throw stones. Is it? No, I'm saying that, that's, you know, that's awesome. She's is, taking one for the Isn't he also an actor? Is he? I don't know. I don't know why an actor would ever want to date another actor. It just seems Oh, like you know who the, the one that's the craziest to me is you always see Eddie Furlong with super hot chicks. Like, he was with that hot chick from Star Trek. Oh, he was dating, uh... What was her Jolene name? Jolene Blaylock. Jolene Blaylock. She had a cover of one of those horrible men's magazines, was like FHM or Details or whatever, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? Go for Please. It. You guys are men, like adult men. Supposedly. Right? Don't pause when adult you say that. straight yeah. men. You guys know a lot about celebrity gossip. I mean, I don't even know these people, and you guys know all about their, like, the inner it's workings all, of their it's relationship. It's all related to hot chicks, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it all comes back around to boobs. 
Okay. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I can see that. I can see that. I don't know one of those housewife shows. I don't know anything about that. I don't watch any of those stupid cooking shows that Jeff watches. I don't know any of those summer dancing, singing shows that they put on. Mm. I don't know any of those people's names. I can care less. But you know your hot chicks. But I know the obscure dude who's dating the hot chick. That's the guy who gives me hope. Yeah, that's important to me. <laughs> the tubby dude that's married to Anna Ferris. Like that fucking dude that was married to uh, Brittany Murphy. That oh, dude. God. That dude was bald and fat, and he was banging Brittany Murphy every day. Now they're both dead. There's <laughs> <laughs> more of that story. Yeah, let's learn something from that. I know all those dudes. Like, do you know the name of the cameraman who's married to Julie Roberts? Uh, no. What is his name? Danny Motor. Danny Motor. Yeah. Somehow that sticks with me. I don't know how. Well, that's a good name. Danny I don't. Motor. I don't remember the name of the guy who was married to Jenny McCarthy though. Oh yeah, the director that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like Puck from the Real World. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> John Asher. John Asher, that's his name. Yeah, he had a famous dad, right? Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, he directed some horrible movie with her, and uh, it was either Lloyd Bridges or who's the guy before him? Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> no, there's a guy like Lloyd Bridges, and then there's another guy who's like him. Not Martin Sheen, but I guess it must have been Lloyd Bridges. He's the guy with the stroke. Uh, There's two of those old dudes who are almost interchangeable to me. I don't know. I'll look it up later. Old dudes yeah. are all pretty much the same. Where's the dude who had the stroke? A lot of dudes have strokes. Well, yeah, that's true, but this would be a famous guy who had a stroke and was in movies stroking it out. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> all okay. right. I'll look it up now. So right. I, I, look, I ended on a downer because I couldn't think of somebody's name. He's not married to any hot chick. See? Yeah, so, that's <laughs> how we, we don't awesome. know that. Okay, yeah. okay. All right, I, I believe both of you. You're totally straight. I got it. I, I think John Asher's father was William Asher. What was William Asher? I have no idea. All right, well, that's that. that, that's that you're asking. <laughs> His producer, director, William Asher. You know, Gus, you're way over there in the corner running everything because you're, like, checking it up or whatever. But I, I miss you. You feel really far away. <laughs> it's odd uh, to talk to you across the room with a computer between us. Yeah. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a side effect of the new setup. Can you not try to sleep with my best friend in front of me? <laughs> oh, is that, that Well, apparently she's splitting? not satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> Have a blast. That, that's what we've learned. I'm really into guys who know advanced math. <laughs> I had no idea that would be that easy, by the way. <laughs> that was awesome. It's great to be married with someone who has multiple orgasms, because that means that you're like, all right, you had an orgasm, and you're like, I had an orgasm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, no, I... I there are seven I'm, I'm orgasms probably, to go. I'm pretty demanding, and I, I do, I do like, I'm pretty direct, which I've heard people say would be a good thing because then they know, you know, the person knows what they want, and then it's easy. But it's got to be annoying. I mean, I've got to be annoying. I, I see that. No, I, I usually don't care in the moment. You're perfectly lovely. <laughs> Guys like information. Yeah, it's the information go. age. Yeah, it's true. It's the internet. Start a blog about it. Automate, <laughs> automate the whole process. Just tweet it. Okay. Can we end now? No, he's looking it no, up. He's, he's looking he's it up. Uh-huh. I was trying to kill time. Oh, I can, I can, I can look up this thing. I think the movie that they were in was called Diamonds that they did. But I was actually going to look up Cosmo tips for pleasing your man. Oh, oh there you go. See, 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 we just keep stringing it on. Do you, you want to hear some of this? Uh, I do. Tips Gus does not enjoy our company. Pleasing your man. Why, why do you want to leave so soon, Gus? I promised Matt I'd finish the podcast earlier today so I could help him this afternoon with nah. any uh, shorts production. Nah. 20 ways to please your man. 20 ways. Did that you know there's 20 ways? There's not 20. No, there's not 20. There's one way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like name six if you can. <laughs> Unless it's stuff like uh, when he crawls into bed, have an Xbox controller right under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, <laughs> one of the first ones is wear a football jersey. Come on. Come on. 
No, you guys are into that's not your fetish. I just gotta football take it off you then. And it's like <laughs> I, really, I want to imagine my favorite football player while we do this. I know, you know football <laughs> players are just like the ultimate cosplay to me. It's yeah, like, I don't want to imagine banging <laughs> Tony Romo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would be afraid if I walked into the bedroom and I saw. A girl, a hot girl in a sports jersey. I'm like, oh, man, am I going to have to talk to her about sports? <laughs> <laughs> also, it's then like, the next time you go to watch football, you're like, man, is is Emmett Smith hot or – oh, wait. That's right. <laughs> you're going to confuse her. Now I'm into dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't – I honestly, I do not like when girls talk to me about sports. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty – you think I'm misogynistic. But you're crazy. I actually been. Tra- I'm. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. You just. I never said that. You don't have to be insulting immediately. I am misogynistic on one thing, though. That was a joke. I said you're crazy because you're a woman. I'm not misogynistic. Mm. Get it? Uh, I actually don't like female sports reporters. I don't like that. Why is that? I don't know. It just feels. It feels like pandering to me. I don't like female punk singers. I, I like if you listen to like your hardcore female music. You. No, because it's just like screechy. Like you can't make a woman's voice scream that much without it hurting. And it's just like, ugh, fine. Like. I just like man, I can get it. it's like, but I know that sounds kind of sexist, but I just can't deal with the, the voice. Is that part of it? Like hearing like the female tone, trying to get excited about sports? I just feel like they're always trying to play catch up. I don't yeah, know I why. Think it, it just, I think it's just a side effect. If he, if he doesn't want to talk to women about sports, then why does he want to hear about it from them? It's the same thing, I think. Mm. I'd like to point out that I have no problem with any of these things. I think it's great that there are women sports reporters and women <laughs> in punk bands. Well, no, didn't, 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 didn't Brett Favre in trouble? Macho, you can please a woman in bed. Didn't no. Brett Favre send a picture of his dick to some sports reporter? I think What's that's great. Didn't, didn't Brett Favre, isn't he in trouble? Didn't he allegedly <laughs> send pictures of his dick to some sports reporter? Yeah, well, he admits to sending to sexting her while he was married, but he says the dick pictures didn't happen. I hate that term, sexting. It's, it's so just, lame. It's I just hate how everything yeah. has to be like that now. Like, everything on Twitter, that's one thing about the downside of Twitter. Everything is like some play on the word Twitter, and it's just like, ugh, get over it. I don't like it. There you go. You guys you want to weigh in on the, the topic of female sports reporters? Um, I don't have an opinion. I don't think I watch enough sports to, to ever notice. I'm and here. I, I'm happy what you said about having female. I'm, I'm very happy there are female musicians doing whatever they want to do. I just don't want to listen to. I don't like punk music anyway. I just don't want to listen to it. But I'm happy they're out there. Whatever they do in the privacy of their own studio. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that shit behind closed doors. I actually think I listen to more female musicians than male musicians. Oh yeah, me too. But not just not punk. Like I just don't like the screechy quality of the. Like screaming. she doesn't like my my old ringtone, for instance. Yeah, just like oh, women no one screaming high pitch. Brandon's got one that's bad now too. You guys were making fun of me the other day when we were shooting Immersion. You guys made fun of me for playing Cheryl Crow. Was, <laughs> we were making fun of you what you were playing before leading up to that. You had had a, a bad run of music. Yeah. yeah. It was like a string. Of I, I'm sense. sorry. There's <laughs> nothing cool about Cheryl Crow. No offense. What's I mean, don't get me wrong. Crow? I'd bang her. She's hot. She's super hot. She should be very pleased to hear that. I'm, you're damn right she She's just been waiting. I'm a cat. <laughs> I, there's a, a, you've got the endorsement from Griffin. <laughs> right. There's a, there's a good chance I could please her on occasion. On occasion. Are you really reading? You're taking this way <laughs> negative. It's not my fault. Bernie brought it up. Best sex you've ever had. I was, I'm not it is the best sex I've way. ever had. Damn right. I'm just is. being honest. That's all. Don't you, don't you care about honesty? I thought we cared about honesty in relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so happy that our sex life is now open for the internet. Anything else you'd like to talk about? It's been open for the internet a while, for a while. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, throw some more private stuff out there. That'd be great. Well, I did for the comic for and it, better than it just got, I don't know, Jeff's mom listens to the podcast and she's on the website and it gets like, I just don't want to hear about it at Christmas with the whole family. <laughs> you mean your mom's like, so you're carving like a turkey and they're like, so what about that podcast? Yeah, yeah you're, my you're like, like, tell us I, more I, about your orgasm. I saw a comic called Monogamy Plus. Could you, what is that? Yeah. Oh, so. oh I think that we told your mom that was just for the comic, so let's try to keep that it up. It is just, yeah. Total joke, guys. <laughs> Buy your boyfriend lucky underwear what? that what? he can wear on certain days. 
What, that, that, what does that what mean? What the fuck does that mean? I, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck wrote this? I don't think guys consider their underwear sexy in any way. This is what these, I'm telling you, these magazines, it's just like, it makes no sense. Lucky, I don't even understand the concept. Lucky underwear. Is it like lucky brand underwear? It's a, it's a brand no, of underwear? No, it's Or is special. it like, this is your, like, it, when you wear this underwear, you're going to get a special treat? Because I would wear that underwear every fucking day. You would. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> this is my only pair of underwear now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I burned the rest of it. It's, this it's, is, it's, it's, it's all my, a point. I would do laundry every day. It's my blowjob underwear. Thank you. See, that's the problem. Most guys wouldn't do the laundry every day, but they would wear it. Oh, is, right, 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 right. is that what they mean by lucky underwear, though? Or is it just like... Cute underwear. That I keep you... reading that stuff. I don't know. I okay, mean, so knows? what? Not okay. I don't want to. Not to make everyone keep talking about their sex lives because apparently that's uncomfortable for everyone. But um, what what non-sexual thing is a big turn on for you? Like when you guys go home and then like something's ready for you or like oh dude, girls in football jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> My lucky underwear. Yeah. No, come on. I'm asking you because I've been pretty open, so I think you should all be open. Like, what thing is like a big turn on? It doesn't have to be sexual. It could just be like a nice gesture. I think I, I think guys are pretty simple. I think the main thing that a guy wants is a girl who's nice and likes him. Yeah. Really? Like, especially like a guy comes in and it's she's happy to see him. That's that's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so is deciphering the secret co- the secret code. You know, yeah, just like, funny. just like you know, one of the thing, great thing my website is like just talks about it's great to see you and all that stuff. And then there's days when I come home and you know I get to share her day right yeah. away. Yeah, she throws, <laughs> throws a kid at you. Yeah, you know, where it's like you know she's had a tough day and you know I think a lot of girls want to share. You know, they want someone to like. Oh, you're finally home, so now I can like expose like everything that happened to me in the day and, and my feelings and stuff like that. Whereas it's just like, hey, we're happy to see each other, kind of a thing. Those, yeah. day, those days are the the great days and. The days when, if you get a couple of those other days in a row, it gets kind of hard. Well, I can see, too, like, women like to have, I mean, they think that their partner is there to help, you know, share things. So I can see how there might be some tension between sexes when it comes to, like, expectations in, in a relationship. Um, and you got on my case yesterday because I was kind of being, like, we were both off yesterday and kind of bickery. And, like, you were kind of, I felt you were mean to me, but you were just, like, focused on what you are doing and you just weren't paying attention to me. But it came out sort of flippant. And then I was just being hypercritical of everything you were doing. And you just got so mad. Like, we were keeping it together because we, we have a house guest. So we were like, la, 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 things are pleasant on the surface. And we get into the bedroom and it's like, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. And we were both, the funny thing is, like, now that we're tired and married and everything, we did that for, like, two minutes and we are both passed out. Like, it, we couldn't like, even the argument. When you're younger, energy. like, and you're dating, it's like, the argument can last for hours and you, like, open up everything, you look at everything, and you really don't do that when you've been with somebody for a while. It's like, you complain for, like, two minutes and pass out. What are you saying? What did you guys argue about? <laughs> no, I just thought I was kind of being bitchy and I thought he was being bitchy. We are just being bitchy. There you go. Bad mood. Jeff, yeah, we were just off yesterday. I mean, yeah. it wasn't anything. I was just, I'm just really tired. Happens. I'm tired lately. I had a bad day yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday was a hard day. I had a hard day yesterday. yesterday Jeff had a, a hard day where technology, technology yeah. failed me, and I, I need it was rough. That happened to you today too. You just went on a, like a weird roll. You've been technology. on a bad streak. I have. You've had that going for a while. It was last time Finder crashed on you. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me this morning. I opened a folder and Finder crashed. Maybe you were trying the same things you tried in the past. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> are you are you safe trying to egg things on? It's like <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't read the Da Vinci cunt. <laughs> Finder was like, do you want to find that file again? Oh, double click again? <laughs> Please, I've seen that before. Try right-clicking and open once in a while. God. Mix it up. You know what? Okay. You, can I can I suggest something to all of you? Why don't you scroll like you mean it? If you guys, if you guys would like Apple to find, find a very simplistic relationship where you can come in and like immediately pants are dropped and you just have sex, you do the same thing you did before and it's totally awesome and it's fast, hook up with a dude. It's called a prostitution. Guys are way easy. No, the prostitution seems like you, then you got to deal with transactions. You, like, how hard is it to get a contractor to your house? Seriously. Well, you just go. <laughs> and, 
Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Wait, are you sleeping with the contractors? <laughs> I think she's sleeping with a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, your your sexual advice to us is is find. No, I'm just saying, like, if you're complaining about the women being <laughs> being too complicated and taking forever, or like needing to try different things, and like if you're complaining about women's basic nature as an annoyance, then maybe you should consider something else. Here's consider the problem. alternative. Here's the problem. You ask me. What would guys want in a woman? I told you, and now you're saying, stop complaining. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You said, you tell me if all this stuff. I was explaining how women. No, you know. that wasn't against what you were saying. It was just kind of the, the theme of the conversation has been what's wrong with women. That's what I've been hearing over here. <laughs> Again, perception. Yeah, guess it's not what you said. It's what I heard. Yeah, no, no, I know what you meant. It's how you said it. No, yeah. guess you didn't tell me what you're talking on. What is it? Um. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's such an abstract question. So you don't know a what you pitcher want. of vodka waiting for you at the front I mean, door. Just, <laughs> like I want things taken care of. Like I don't want to. I mean, I, I, this might sound bad, but you know, I have stuff that I do during the day, and I want to know that the stuff I don't do that's not my responsibility has been taken care of. I see. So you want somebody? I who's can understand. I want someone like I want you know that symbiosis. Like yeah. every, I want everyone to take care of their responsibilities. Like everybody's working in tandem toward the greater good of the family. Right. Because what's a corporate department? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to call HR. Yeah. You know, it could be a whole deal. Um, I'm, can I tell you something? So if, if Jeff and I don't ever work out, we should never hook up because I would okay. totally not be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a good It has fit. to be a total mess. You'd hate me. Yeah. No. You'll cook and do the dishes. Yeah, you'll pretty much be and doing do the laundry. I don't even know what I do, but I feel tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's always been this case in all my relationships, but the order of magnitude of stuff that my girlfriend or wife have given me far outweighs the stuff I give them to do. I don't give my wife really anything to do. I gave her two kids. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot. You know? But it's not like a daily thing of, can you pick up this? Can you get this? Can you go here? Can you do this? Uh-huh. I found that when I was working at, like, when, before I was working in the office and I was working freelance here, but also other places and just had, like, a bunch of jobs. But being at home, people assume that you're just there to do errands or, like, why didn't, like, why didn't you do this? Or Jeff would call me, like, oh, shit, I forgot my hard drive. Can you bring it down? And, like, and I'm happy to do it, but it's at the same time, I'm like, I am working. This is work. I mean, I'm at home, but I'm still working. Like, you would never walk into somebody's office and say, I know you're in the middle of something, but can you go run downtown and do, copy this thing for me and Have bring it over to your office? Have you never worked with Matt before? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm Good sure Lord. that happens all the time. Yeah, but I, but generally people wouldn't feel comfortable busting into your office or like calling you when you're at work, actually at there with a the boss looking over you saying, can you just take care of these five things for me? Um, so it's hard. Like, that's... I don't know where so I was Jeff, going you would do this. that? You would give her stuff to do when she was at home? Oh, everyone would. Like, not just Jeff. Like, people would just call me like, oh, you're at home, right? You're flexible. I would Who do... these I, people that call you and do things like that? I would say I stuff know, like... friends. Like, can you do me a favor? If like, I make the appointment, can you take Millie to the doctor? Like, that kind of stuff. No, no, no. That's understandable. Like, that's totally... Kid stuff is understandable. No, just like, dumb stuff. Like, you forget shit a lot. And when we were, you were downtown, it was a really easy little jump. Yeah, that's true. Like I've, you, I've asked you to bring hard drives to the office. Like this before. last week, you forgot your hard drive. Like at work and then at home, like five, like five times, you forgot your hard drive every day. But I would do it in a really sweet way, where I'd be like, if no, it's at all convenient not, to you, then that would be awesome. Know, if not, you, I'll do it at lunch. You would never like call up somebody in an office and say, "Hey, can you go and get this for me?" Sure, I would. <laughs> okay. If I'm not, if nothing, I wasn't talking item, about you specifically. I've asked Gus to bring stuff by the house for me that I left at work, if I know he's still in the office. How many times have we been on a location and it's like, hey, call the office, find out whoever's there and have them run well, up this, yeah. that's this, like, this is That's a very, Joel's job on every immersion, essentially. It does feel like I'm it. not even speaking specifically. And we love him for it. Uh, I mean, I think this group is very different and we just such so many different things and we're in and out and it's like not a typical company. I'm just saying like in general, and I've heard other freelance people complaining about this too. It's not just you. I'm just saying in general, people, when you work at home or you work freelance, like people just assume that you're available at all times to do whatever for them. 
I can understand that. A lot of times when you work at home, the company will make sure that you have a dedicated space that's closed off from the rest of the house to work at home because yeah. they know if people are there. The assumption is if you're home, you're there to do home stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just it's taken for granted. It is hard to make that separation, too, because, like, you'll be working on, like, oh, fuck, I water my plants or something dumb. And, like, those, those little things get in the way. Yeah, they do. It is nice to be in office because then you feel – you just get a lot more focused, except for this office, which is not focused. <laughs> Well, it's fun. I'm I'll give you an example. Like my, if, if I've worked at home and I've worked, you know, here, obviously, but it's not very likely that my wife would suddenly show up in my office here and say, "Hey, I'm leaving the two kids downstairs while I need to run and take care of a few things." Yeah. Can you just keep an eye on them? Like she wouldn't drop them off at our office to do that. When you guys got the beauty office, because you had been working out in, in one of your in your guest room or something, right? Or your office? Mm-hmm. As we had a spare bedroom in my house. How long did you guys do references blue in there? 50 episodes. Yeah, 50 episodes there. When you got the office in Buda, did you find like immediately that you were a lot more productive or were there different things you had to worry about? It's hard to tell. It's, I can, no, well, yes and no. I can tell you that the day we moved into that Buda office, we became a, like a quote unquote company and there became a lot more work to do. Okay. I can you see know, that. like yeah. we found, we started filling our days with other stuff. Whereas, you know, I don't know. When you're, when you're worried about imposing on somebody's house, you're less likely to hang around or do whatever. Yeah. I, I am just now, I, if not for some of the stuff I have to do later this week for production, I, this would be the week that I finally finished essentially all my admin work for moving into this building. Wow. Like I'm wow. almost all done with it. Yeah, I know. We're, our, still, our, we're still catching stuff that fell through the cracks, you know, mail that hasn't gotten forwarded, mm-hmm. and like piddling things like that you don't think about. Yeah, like just making sure that everything's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And we still have some cabinet stuff we have to do, but it's and, and one floor thing, but that's it. So it's hard to tell. Well, like when we first moved, it's definitely kicked up. You know, we're doing shorts all the time here and we're already working on pre-production stuff for the new red versus blue. And we've got immersion cranking in the background and put that out yet, but soon. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more production, but it's like on an individual level, it's kind of hard to tell. You know, I feel like I'm an admin minutia hell sometimes. Well, it does seem like you definitely, you, you work to fill your space. Like when you guys were downtown, like you weren't really expanding cause there was no room. But then when you started to expand, you realized you need a bigger space. But now it feels like there's something every day. Like I feel like there's a short or two shorts filmed every week. Plus like we do try to squeeze immersion. I think we're very, like we're, we're being very productive in the new office. Yeah. There's a lot well, going it's, on. It's very, it's a creatively inspiring space. It's nice to have the room, you yeah. know, not to be cramped on top and of each other. And the studio is awesome. So it makes you feel more, more, uh, I guess, uh, enticed to do production, right? When did you say, Bernie, that you were going to do a reveal and kind of show the community the office? Oh, I think maybe, you know, as we get things done, you know. We still need blinds. Yeah, we still have a few things we need to hammer out. Yeah, that, was, that, com- was, that was my responsibility, right? Blinds are coming tomorrow. <laughs> we got so. paper are up they? on the Thank window. God. Yeah, are they coming tomorrow? All over my yeah, fucking tomorrow's the 18th, window. right? Yeah. Or 20, wait, what, what is it? Tomorrow's 28th. the 28th. 28th. 18th is the old day. Now okay. that's the 28th. No, oh, God, that'll be so great. I love if somebody put me in charge of something that requires organization. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin would be the best person for this. Yep, you're doing a great job. <laughs> see, that just proves your your theory. Not a, not a, not compatible. Well, well Griffin, you got to understand. Sometimes you just need to change things up. You can't do things the same way all the time. You can't do things the way they worked once. We, yeah. want, we yeah. want you to be happy. There you go. <laughs> now, so are you guys going to be okay? No. What, what do you mean? Marriage-wise? Like for the rest of the day. Is this going to be an issue? Are you no. Guys no. Okay. Gonna go do you feel like this is fighty? Because I feel no, like this not is pretty at all. standard. We're great. We're going to go have sex at lunch. You, I actually, yeah, you, you kind of made me nervous, like, because we had kind of been bitchy last night, and we were fine this morning because, I mean, you can't hold on to that stuff. Um, and then, but we did, like, an achievement, that achievement hunter video. Uh, which achievement was it? Uh, it was uh, collecting silver keys in Fable 3. Yeah, and, like, you had me help you do the audio, and then at some point, like, I made a joke um, about that how you... That sounds great. That sounds nice. <laughs> it was a good time to spend <laughs> together. How, like, you missed somebody when you were trying to hit them, and you were just like, 
marriage is the worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I can't wait till this is over or whatever. And I got a little worried. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah, that's this is, comedy. Maybe this is the end. Because but you said it with no humor in your voice at all. It was like, that's the humor though. It's the way you said it. It's the absolute <laughs> way I said it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna stop reading into things you say somehow. I get I get news for you. There is nothing to read into and in things that, I say. That does seem very surface level to me. I am very surface level. There's not a lot going on back there. Yeah. In my brain. Have you ever seen Jeff Mad? Uh, yes, I have. What was he mad about? <laughs> he saw me mad once. <laughs> oh, he saw him mad about the the when I was getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. And I broke it. I think we talked. Yeah, we talked about that. A few you're podcasts you're ago. a breaker. But even when he broke all the plates, he didn't look mad except for the fact that he was breaking. No, plates. no, no. He was totally, totally fine. Smiling. Really? I was smiling. He had the thousand yard stare. It was, ca- it was cathartic. It was nice. You're definitely like a you're a like you throw controllers and you like slam. I mean, you it takes you a very, very long time to get to that. Level. I like you're not one like you don't fly. I think is that true. Yeah, it was at the old office, and I broke it, and I felt really bad about it. Oh, you threw you threw a controller at home once. Yeah, I think oh, you threw I? one just recently, didn't you? Yeah, yeah that you was throw right before we moved out. I was I was doing a, I don't even remember what the video was, but it was it was rough. Oh, I remember that. You were it was a Mafia Two one. You had to like jump oh. a car. Oh, or... yeah, that's right. We had to put the car on the roof. That was frustrating, though. Have I, you ever tried to have you ever tried to jump a car no, off I, an on I was actually really impressed because it looked difficult onto a snowy roof. <laughs> it was Never hard. tried that before. And stop the car. <laughs> See, Jeff, she was impressed by you. Thank you. No, I, and See, I video games do work. <laughs> no, actually, I, I will say. I mean, especially because one thing about playing Fable Three, I'm trying to. I. Playing Fable 3 right now, because I really want to help you make Achievement Hunter videos for this. So I'm trying to keep up with you, and it's difficult because you actually have dedicated time during the day to play it, and I feel guilty you playing games, because uh, I actually have, um, have got other stuff to do that's not video games. Yeah, sure. Um, but so t- last night I had to catch up, and so I had to just like do mission, mission, mission. I couldn't go and like chat around town and talk to people. It sucks all the fun out of it the does. game. It does. Yeah. I have a lot of, I have actually feel kind of, go ahead. No, I was just say making achievement videos takes all it takes all the things you like about video game and throws them out the window and makes it work. But, oh, no, it's, okay. it's true. <laughs> it's totally true. You love getting achievements. No, I do no, love you do. But, but the way you play it, like you can't even you can't even you have to organize things in a way to where like you are the most efficient way to get all of those achievements. So you can still at least play the game that you want to play, but it takes all the fun out of the game you're playing because you can't really meander or do whatever. Yeah. Nope. I'm not complaining. That's though. how I play games anyway. I love video games and I love achievements. I just got that. Uh, I love my job. Uh, achievement in Red Dead that was my last really hard one, which was win three free for all. Oh, you got it. You got it last night. I got it this I, morning. I have new strategy, which was now the DLC yeah. is out. I play at six thirty in the morning when only lousy <laughs> people are up playing. You know, all the four a.m. kids have gone to bed. They're actually like level fifty with golden rifles and everything else, and. I can play against the people, so I got it this morning. Congratulations. Thank you. And so, I'll tell you, it's about throwing controllers. I have a TV that is living on borrowed time. I mean, <laughs> that TV should have had a controller through it about five different times. So you show the controller at the, you wanted to make the, create the most damage as possible? Whatever's the biggest thing to blame, essentially. There you go. <laughs> the TV showed me my failures. <laughs> a bunch of it. So how close are you to 100%ing that game? Well, I have one hard achievement, I think, left, which is I have to get a triple kill in a certain kind of game type. It's like a capture the flag game type. Uh-huh. And then they have – there should be a rule against sticking in things that are qualifiers for achievements. Like there's a poker one I have to get where you have to start with a full table. Well, it's like, guess what? Nobody wants a load of bread to play poker. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's it's – you know, six months, seven months in, and then, God forbid, like two or three years in, no one's, you're not going to get a full table of poker people. How, how? What's a full table? I think six. Oh, that's rough. So, you know, you sit around waiting to get it, and then you have to have these, like, essentially these luck circumstances arise to where you can win. Uh, you can beat everybody in the game after the blinds have been raised, like, five times. Right. 
So that's, that's one I have to get. That was the thing that was always tough about the DLC achievements in Halo 3 for me, which would be like, there would be like a zombie achievement. And you'd be like, great, but I only play zombie like once every 20 games. Right. Maybe. So it's like once every four hours I have an opportunity to get the achievement. And then if I don't get it, I've got another four-hour wait until I get it again. Does that make it harder because you've got more pressure on those one, like the Yeah, oh yeah. I do not do well under pressure. And the Halo ones were tough too because after a while the later achievements were tied to map packs. So it was like get a two kills oh, from right. the grave on orbital. It's like, well... You have to wait for that game? Yeah, yeah. Not only do I have to get two kills from the grave, i got to wait for orbital to come up in the mix. Ge- and then, Ge- of course, everybody vetoes and you're like, son of a bitch! <laughs> Gears of War is, pretty, is like that too where it's like you have the opportunity to play two different game types and you're like okay i need achievements in this game type on this map please don't veto this game type and then they veto it and then you're stuck playing another and you can't back out because you get penalized you know and then so you end up spending 30 minutes because those games could take forever playing the wrong game type that nobody else wanted to you know everybody else picked so that you can then maybe get back in the rotation to try to get to the right game type and you can spend an hour trying to get the circumstances where you could get your achievement right and it happens a lot in Gears because there's a ton of multiplayer achievements in that game. Are they, 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 those uh, achievements worth more, though, because of that? No, no. They, they, the achievement value means nothing to me. I agree with that. It's the 100%ing the game. So it's like if there are 50 achievements in a game for 1,000 points, each achievement is equally as important to me. Well, that's not true. The 50th achievement is the most important to me. <laughs> no. The one that completes the circuit. Mm-hmm. I finally broke a uh, 20,000 gamer score. On, Did uh, you really? Xbox Live, yep. Congratulations. Yeah, that's Is it great. true that you weren't into achievements because you were already a little bit behind and Bernie and Jeff were competing? That's, that's the story I hear from both of these yeah, guys. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, no, yeah that's totally true. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That, but like, you never got into achievements I, because I, you're already I, behind and they were already competing. I don't want to play the game the way they want me to play the game. I yeah. want to do whatever I want to do. See, I don't want to have my gameplay dictated by something that doesn't matter at all. And I, absolutely not correct. I understand both of you yeah. and how you like having achievements because it's just that added thing in the game. And actually, I do like, like the... That one, I Fable 2, I actually 100%ed, and I'd never done that with a game before. And it was cool because I would, it forced me to do things I would never have done, and I got a lot more out of the game that way. But when, it, when, you're on a, when you have to do it fast like you do, like to get videos out on time, then it's like, like I was actually getting kind of stressed last night because I was wanting to do all these things, and I was like, oh, no, no, i got to keep up. But um, it's definitely a different style of playing. Great style of playing. No, I'm not. I'm not criticizing at all. I'm just saying it's like it would take some getting used to. And I'm impressed that you can keep up with some. Have so many games rotating. Sexually impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I think we know the answer to that. I don't think I'm OCD because I think that like being obsessed with the numbers would would be OCD. But I do have a completion thing where I have to get them done. Like it's just I just I can't stand the fact that I have you know five achievements left in Red Dead. Why not just finish the thing? You know. You're a Capricorn. Is that what it is? I think so. The one that kills me is Grand Theft Auto 4. Whereas Jeff doesn't have to complete things. He can let them go. <laughs> He's a dumbass. <laughs> he can Thank leave you. things unfinished. He just, he just <laughs> himself with a new game. I think we've established that one. This has been the best podcast. <laughs> Could you guys get my mom to call in? Oh, that would be sweet. Can we call her? Let's call her. Oh, that would be awesome. What can we talk to her about? She's probably at work right now, right? We should record a, a nighttime podcast when she's off work one of these days. She'd get her to tell stories my about mom, Jeff as My a kid. mom would be like, Jeffrey's a nice boy. Leave him alone. <laughs> Are you guys going to Alabama for Thanksgiving or definitely, Christmas? Definitely. I would like to do Christmas because uh, it was it was great. Like, the one thing about Jeff's family, my family's pretty broken up and distant and, like, not really getting along. And I love that Jeff's family is really tight, like, super tight-knit. And um, they do all these big holidays together. They have big meals together. And Millie's getting to experience that, and it's awesome. Who's, who's going to watch your house when you're gone? Um, somebody who doesn't have sex all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, but I, I noticed you finally got rid of the smell. <laughs> we have all new smells. The Sorola stink. Yeah, <laughs> I stank that house up. 
dude, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, this Disgusting. previous thing was that you left that like suspicious white liquid in a little test tube <laughs> in, in our spice rack. And it was just like, I added my own spice. I don't know what you put in there, but it was terrifying. We experimented with many different mixtures to, to, like, find, out, to like, find the, the grossest looking one. <laughs> what did you end up using? I don't even remember at this point. <laughs> we went through Lord. so many. Oh, That's man. a lot of thought. But it had separated, and like the top was just like yeah, that was disappointing. Oh, it no, it tasted fine. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, gross! That's not appropriate. Well, now your mom is gonna call. Oh God! I'm kidding. My kid didn't drink that. My kid won't drink or eat anything. Yeah, I think that's the most thought that Gus has put into any of our relationships. I would agree. I know. He spent the more time. The entire time we've known him, he spent more time on our house than he ever. He was does. a better friend when I was out of town than he's ever been in town, or like not a better friend, but <laughs> he spent more time focused on you know our friendship <laughs> for the seven days I was out of town than he has in the last five years. I have the feeling like if I haven't – if whatever, something happens and I don't see Gus for 10 years, that I could see him after 10 years, it would, it would like be the exact same. Oh, absolutely. I can, I can confirm that. I hope so. You know, like when he moved to Puerto Rico for a year and a half or whatever, I was like, this sucks. I'm, you know, what's this going to do to our friendship? Didn't do a goddamn thing to our friendship. I found out that Gus and I communicate solely via the internet and video games. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter. I, we talked on AIM just as much. At the we time, Star Wars Galaxies yeah, at the time our medium much. was Star Wars Galaxies. I don't even remember that period, really. I remember calling him a couple times, but I don't remember Gus being gone. You don't I remember think, when I you think get the, you were sleep deprived. You'd get the funny Latin uh-huh. hold music every time you tried to call him. I remember, <laughs> I remember the phone calls because it was something I could ridicule Gus with. with. I remember two things about his time of living in Puerto Rico, which was how long? Uh, it was a little over a year, maybe I, almost a year and a half. A year of your life. Here's what I took away from it. Chickens and hold music. That's it. <laughs> fuzzy chickens. He had a fuzzy chicken in his front yard or his neighbor's front yard, and he had funny hold music. I think the, the neighbors grew suspicious of me always watching their chickens, and they, they took them inside and moved them into the backyard. You got, your neighbors said chickens. That's what you mean by fuzzy chickens. Yeah. They were like weird a, chickens. Oh, what, did you, what did you just say? Oh, I thought that that was just some kind of like stuffed animal or something. No, no. They had, oh, like, yeah. uh, they had silkies, except they silkies? were all white. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really weird. Chickens are awesome. That's one fun thing about Fable, th- Fable the Fable like universe they just are really into chickens and they're everywhere and there's this achievement that we got last night or i got last night where they you have to get chickens to follow you back to this pen and like round them up around town totally not an achievement just a mission oh it's just a mission okay yeah. sorry but anyway um follows you around and uh they like move like chickens like that somebody actually spent the time to observe them and you think they, they motion and... captured some chickens some chicken motion capture suits. <laughs> like little dots all over <laughs> can i ask a favor can we end the podcast before it comes back around to me again for the 500th time I've been trying to end it over and over. I'm waiting for someone else to end yeah, it Yeah, I feel now. bad for Gus because he's got to edit just, all of this. I just see it circling around. Okay. I can see it in Bernie's eyes. No more plugs? <laughs> all right. Thanks nope. for listening.